Heads up, got a little ears alert. There's some mild adult language in this episode, so do with that information what you will. This is MindSpeak. Everything you thought you knew about health is about to be turned on its head. I'm Holly Higgins a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I'm here to show you how your mind can heal your body, your body can heal your mind, and no matter what you've been told, you are in the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. Welcome back to the show and welcome to February. Can you believe it? We're out of January. We are out of the Get Your Ish Together series. Hopefully all of your ish is gotten together now. (laughs) Just kidding. Hopefully you got some good tips and some good strategies from that series and you are one step closer to getting your ish together. We're all a work in progress, myself included. Anyway, want to take a minute to ask you a quick favor. I have a big, hairy, audacious goal of getting 100 reviews for this podcast by mid-April, because that's when my birthday is. Yes, I'm an Aries if you're trying to figure out my zodiac sign. Anyway, I have a goal to get 100 reviews by mid-April, so if you can go on to Apple Podcasts and leave me some stars, that's so easy. All you have to do is click the little stars. If you can leave me a written review, that's even better. I'd really, really appreciate it, but that's my only favor to ask you today. We're going to dive into the first episode of February with my colleague, Natalie Ryan Hebert. She is a fellow rapid transformational hypnotherapy practitioner, and this episode is going to blow your mind. All of February on MindSpeak Podcast is going to blow your mind because we are taking a deep dive into the mind-body connection. This stuff goes way, way, way deeper than you might know about, so... Strap on your seatbelt. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the show. We have a really exciting episode today. We are talking with Natalie Ryan Hebert. She is a fellow rapid transformational therapy practitioner. So she practices the same modality that I do with hypnotherapy, but she has a very interesting specialty that I'm so excited to pick her brain about. And that is PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So if you've ever struggled with your mood around the monthly time, this is going to be the episode for you. So Natalie, welcome to the show. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And tell us where you are from. Where are you at in the world? So I live in Copenhagen in Denmark, um, but you can probably tell from my kind of messed up accent that um, I'm Australian. I've also lived in London for about nine years. So yeah, I kind of feel like a citizen of the world, but I'm pretty firmly rooted in Copenhagen now with my kids and my hubby and everything. So yeah. Wonderful. And, Mm. And give us a little bit of an overview about what you do and who you serve. So I work with all sorts of issues with rapid transformational therapy. You know, it can help so many things from weight release, money blocks, confidence, fear of flying, phobias, all of that. But the area that really means a lot to me is helping women with premenstrual mood issues and primarily premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD. Um, So that's who I, 
I serve everybody really. I never turn anybody away. <laughs> but, um, but PMDD and sort of, yeah, that's the area that's um, most important for me. That's your core area of focus with RTT. Mm. Wonderful. And, um, you know, I'm sure most of the listeners um, can relate to having struggles with their monthly cycle and their mood around their monthly cycle. But can you talk a little bit about PMDD specifically, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and the symptoms yeah. that are involved, what it is? Yeah. So um, it affects one in 20 women. So it's actually fairly prevalent. And um, of those, it's believed 15 to 30% will attempt suicide. So it's actually quite dangerous. Um, it really does hijack a woman's mood. It's like Jekyll and Hyde really is. It's, it's much more than standard garden variety PMS. It's sort of like on steroids PMS. Um, it's debilitating. So, um, the common symptoms of PMDD and the way you get a diagnosis is by tracking your cycle for three months and you need to sort of take note of symptoms like these. So mood swings, very strong mood swings, irritability or anger and increased conflicts in your personal relationships, depressed mood, feelings of hopelessness, um, a lot of negative self-talk, really um, that's, that's big, anxiety, um, tension, feelings of being on edge, just really snappy at everybody, um, often those closest to you, like your partner. Uh, decreased mm -hmm. interest in usual activities, difficulty concentrating, a marked lack of energy, like lethargy, hypersomnia or insomnia, and a sense of being overwhelmed or out of control. So that's a sort of a dry description of of what we would call hell week. That's what PMDD. <laughs> <laughs> women with PMDD, it's like, oh, it's hell week, right? Yeah. And hell week can, can, you know, it can be longer than a week and it can be shorter than a week, but that is known as hell week. And really it's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's like, really it's like being possessed by this dark, depressed spirit that you don't recognize as yourself, but it completely takes you over. And you know, it can build like a tsunami and it can come crashing down, usually in some irrational, damaging outburst at your partner or to your kids, um, which is then usually followed, of course, by feelings of guilt and worthlessness and I'm bet they're better off without me. And this is where the suicidal sort of stuff can come in. Mm. So the anger and the sadness feel absolutely justified at the time and it's a few days later that when your period comes um, that you realize how crazy you've been in inverted commas because it completely hijacks your mind it warps the way you see things and it's like the emotional pain inside of you wants to prove itself to be true which i know everybody experiences that when you get in a dark mood you don't want to you don't want to be held you don't want to do the right thing you don't want to do what would make you feel better um, and it will twist whatever it can to kind of make it fit what it believes. Husband late from work. Oh, that must be because he's lying really. And he doesn't just, he just doesn't want to spend time with you or kids have left the kitchen in a mess. Oh, that's because nobody respects you. So they're just examples. And it's not like, I mean, every woman is different. Um, so because it's not understood really, there isn't, any treatment for it other than just experimenting with different types of birth control or antidepressants 
which for many make no difference and have all the side effects of loss of libido and inability to orgasm I mean, as if life wasn't hard enough and then that gets taken away <laughs> right and, um, you know no and then insomnia which is also you know when you're not sleeping properly it, it can it can compound problems so so i've heard of many women opting for a full hysterectomy um because they they just can't bear the symptoms anymore it's like it's i'm going to kill myself or i'm going to have my my uterus removed and ovaries removed um, to just get rid of the cycle altogether. That's how bad it can get for some women. And yeah, there's been several of my clients who've come to me at that point where they've just found me almost at the last minute, they've been approved for a hysterectomy. And then they find my, me on Instagram or someone recommends me and kind of just, you know, save, their, save them at the last minute. So um, yeah, so that's a bit of a rundown about yeah. what, it's, what it's all about. Thank you for that. And that might be really validating for somebody to hear because, um, you know, I've struggled with premenstrual issues. I don't know if it was ever to the degree of PMDD. It may have been at one point, but um, when you're in that space, it can feel really lonely and isolating and confusing because mm. you're, you feel like you're dealing with two different people. And yeah. I'm curious, Natalie, um, and I do know a little bit about you, so I have some insider knowledge, <laughs> but I'm assuming that you went through this before, like personally, before you became a healer in this arena. Is that right? How could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guess that I had. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, of course, this is close to my heart because I've been through it and I've come out on the other side and the, and I was so lost when I, when I was going through it 10 years ago, I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. Um, and I couldn't find anybody who knew what to do. Doctors aren't always very helpful. I had a male doctor who was very dismissive. I was in floods of tears and he was just completely stone faced, cold. And I just walked out feeling like I'm, I'm a lost cause. There's no hope for me. And so because I've been through it and I've, you know, really, I understand it from very personally and I haven't had any symptoms now for two years I am very passionate about helping other women out of it because um it really is it's like being in hell yeah that's the best way I can describe it so I've always been a very confident positive and happy person generally in my nature except for these days that I was everything but and if you, you know, no one knew, I, I kept it very secret, only those very close to me, because I was very ashamed of it. Um, and it was those few days every month um, that I was struggling with, uh, where I would get these debilitating mood swings that would plunge me into deep sadness, and worthlessness, worthlessness and anger. I would make mountains out of molehills. I would be able to take the smallest thing and turn it into a massive problem. Um, and it was all brought on by the premenstrual hormonal shift. So this had been going on for over a decade with me. I've just been dealing with it every month. It's just so tiring as well. And you know, it's coming and you think this month I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it this month. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Nope. And then next thing you know, you know, you're bawling your eyes out in your bedroom. Um, cause some, something's happened and something in your mind has literally just clicked or shifted or snapped and mm. you're you're not the same person anymore it's really strange 
So I knew it wasn't just normal PMS because um, I shared in one of my mother's groups because I thought, oh, maybe people just don't talk about this. I don't talk about it. Maybe this is, you know, that time of the month. Maybe everyone goes through this. I don't know. Mm. So, um, but no one could relate. They went, oh, God, that sounds horrific. And then, <laughs> um, I'm, uh, then I realised there was something quite wrong. Um, I was thinking, do I have a personality disorder? Have I got, am I bipolar? What, what is this? So, of course, you Google and Google and Google trying to get to the bottom of things. And finally, I discovered premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which matched the symptoms I was experiencing. So I saw my GP and had to track my symptoms. And then I was given the diagnosis, along with a prescription for Zoloft, which I was instructed to take for the 14 days leading up to my period. Um, and I know you've had, you know, your, your journey, you've, you've been on all of that and down that road with oh, yeah. and everything. Oh yeah. And it really sucked and it didn't really help me. Like I said before, you know, it, it switched my libido or just, it took away my ability to, to orgasm. That's one thing that SSRIs will do, which mm -hmm. is, that's bad. <laughs> it is bad. And it took away that like, for me and my creativity and like a bunch of other things. So yeah. Yeah, you know, and it 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 sort of levels everything out. But um but then I just felt like I was a bit of a walking zombie. I I felt like I'd put a band-aid on a wound that I was ignoring that I wasn't that needed to heal. Like I, I had this sense, no, there's something that needs addressing here. Mm. Um so it was impacting my marriage each month in a way that I wasn't willing to accept. I've been married before that marriage was damaged irreparably by it. Um, mm. And all the way back then, like I said, a decade ago, I didn't know what was going on with me. Um, so I was determined this time not to damage my marriage. I've got the most wonderful, gorgeous, respectful, wonderful husband. Mm. And I, this is, I mean, it's just too precious to me and our family's too precious, all of it. And I thought, um, and actually it was my husband said to me, look, you just have to, you have to master this thing. And at the time I felt like just punching me in the face. Like, <laughs> no idea what this is like, you have no idea. Right. But, um, but I sat with that and I went, God damn it. Yep. No, he's right. You know? Yeah. I, it's not my fault that I've got this, but it's my, it's my shit. Like I, it's my responsibility to master this. Who else is going to do it? Totally. And, and really the most powerful words, the words that really, that I said to myself, looking myself in the mirror and I said out loud, no one is coming to save you. <laughs> and, <sighs> and that was important because I realized it's going to have to be me. And, and that's the message that, I, you know, I, with my clients, um, I'm always saying, I'm your, I'm your guide here, but you are the hero in this story here. It's going to be you. You are the one who's going to rescue yourself. Just wait. And, and that is what happens. Yes. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, that's, so that was sort of where I was at. And then not long after that, um, I was watching... So I clicked on something to watch something on YouTube and on comes Marissa Peer, founder of Rapid Transformational Therapy on a YouTube ad. 
And, you know, usually you just sit there going five, four, three, two, one, skip out, right? Right, right. Can we get this over with? Can we just get on with it? Let me see what I wanted to watch. But I didn't end up seeing what I wanted to watch. I couldn't stop watching Marissa. I, I didn't click skip. I just kept watching. And, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears and she starts talking about the power of our, our mind. And I mean, it wasn't new to me, a lot of the stuff she was saying. And I've studied psychology. I've got a, I'm a, I was a stress coach certified. This, is, you know, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is completely new. But, but the way she says stuff is, she makes really complex principles so simple and obvious that you feel like you've known it all along. It's like, oh yeah, I knew that. Oh, but but did I know that before? Like she's <laughs> she's just got this genius about her that makes the way she um the way she teaches. So. I kind of went down this Marissa Peer rabbit hole and just watched everything that she, that she had. And I was just, I felt right then and there, this is my calling. Um, I've found it. This is what I've been waiting for. I knew that this is what I was going to do somewhere inside me. Um, but it felt, this is what my life's been leading up to. And mm -hmm. I made the decision pretty quickly to train with Marissa and RTT. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a so, similar realization when I came across mm -hmm. her work and there was a little bit of resistance of like, well, could this really be what I've been looking for? And then it mm. absolutely, it was what I was looking for. I'm wondering if we can back up just a minute. And so before mm. you found RTT, which I'm, I'm going to predict and guess that RTT gave you massive release from your symptoms. What else had you tried up until that point? Like diet, supplementation, lifestyle oh, interventions? Yeah. Tell For us, sure. I mean, just give us a quick laundry list. Like what, it, what all had you tried? Yeah. Well, my husband used to joke that I could sell my pee for $5 a glass. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there was so much like vitamin B in it, there was, you know, I had all of the Solaray vitamin supplements. I had all the, all that stuff, the Agnes Castus herbs. Um, yeah, I, I didn't try CBD oil. That's the one thing, because that kind of came out after as, as a, something that people try. But I, but I would have tried that had I not. Of course you <laughs> would have. Yeah, I, I, anything, anything. I was trying anything and everything. I would have spent hundreds on, on I mean, different sorts of, I don't know, going to see a psychologist, what else else have I done? Um, tried antidepressants, yoga. I mean, I eat really well. I always, I have for, for a long time eaten quite well, I think, you know, cut out sugar, um, lowered my caffeine intake, barely drink any alcohol. So, so all of that, I felt like I'm doing everything, but nothing is taken. I'm still, um, I mean, I didn't go and see someone like you for nutrition. Maybe that would have helped because, I mean, of course it makes a difference. Of course, um, if, you're, if you've got all this, uh, you know, nutritional imbalance, you, you're not, your body's not cared for, that's going to affect the mind. So yeah, it does but you were already You were already eating pretty well, you know? But I was already eating pretty well. And so nothing was really, nothing helped. So... I didn't train in RTT actually thinking that it would help me with PMDD. I didn't sort of look oh. to it going, oh, but this, this will help me with PMDD. That was sort of like this separate monster that I was dealing with. But I just wanted to do what Marissa does so that I could help others because, and one thing about women with premenstrual dysphoria, all of us tend to be, tend to be these um, highly 
empathetic, sensitive, creative types. I'm a singer-songwriter as well. So there tends to be this creative uh, thing. And it's not saying anyone with that, with, with that will also have PMDD, but pretty much everyone I work with is, is creative or some kind of healer, nurse, yoga teacher, somewhere where it's, um, they're interested in giving and helping others to heal. Yeah. So, you know, the typical wounded healer, which is what I was. And so I didn't realize that RTT would heal me first. I didn't expect it to. I didn't maybe believe, didn't know just how powerful it was. So, mm. and I don't remember exactly how many weeks into the training it was when I realized that I hadn't had any PMDD symptoms. Um, I think like at first I just thought, oh, that was a good month. Oh, how was that done? You know, it didn't, didn't lose my shit at you that month. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, just going to this dark hole, just, yep, see you. It's literally, he would think, I'll just see you when you get back. And, and always my period would arrive and then he'd give me a hug and he'd go, hello. So, oh, nice to see you. Oh, where have you been? It was literally like getting his wife back for my husband mm. every time. But, so, but it didn't, this month, one month didn't happen. My period arrived without the usual emotional chaos and I was positive and content and my usual happy self and then the next month the same and the month after that and the month after that and it just and it's been that way for two years so um now can I ask did you do a session around PMD PMDD or was no. there some other emotional route that was resolved for you that you assumed took care of that with RTT what happened yes so no, I didn't go to someone and say, hi, I've got PMDD. Can you fix, can you help with PMDD? Um, for me, it was simply the training itself, you know, doing the, um, some of Marissa's recordings within the training that we do. Um, I had a session on confidence to be confident as a therapist. And of course that sort of heals things along the way. So, um, what I discovered, and this is the thing that is important about PMDD, and this is what no doctor can, can ever tell you and couldn't tell me, the hormonal shift that happens in women with PMDD works a bit like a truth serum or a magnifying mm. glass. It puts you in touch with any unresolved pain. Um, so I've got all these analogies and I'll just throw them at you. Yes, <laughs> so, please. I love this. Um, it's like the hormonal shift creates a thinning of the veil, um, which Kelly Brogan uses that term as well. But um, if you, you do know her, I know. Yeah, yeah, um, we're connected. Yeah, yeah. Which, which will, and this reveals to you your deepest hidden stuff. So it's like you're walking around with a little box of pain that's hidden deep down inside you. And for most of the month, it's just there and hidden and it's closed and you're able to get on with your life and you, you're just your normal adult grown up self. And it's filled with all your unresolved childhood crap, mostly childhood, but it, later things can be in there as well. Then the hormones shift and it's like the box rises to the surface, the lid opens, you go down into the box with a magnifying glass and it's all you can see. And it's like everything in there just floods you. Mm. and it's like your blood turns to tears that was how I used to say to my husband is what it's like it's like my blood has turned to tears my whole body feels like it's 
affected, like chemically flooded with this pain. So everybody's got their own different box of pain. So it's not, I've got PMDD, so can you fix my PMDD? PMDD is not a disease. PMDD is, a, is your hormones, the shift, the, and it, we tend to, I think women with PMDD have a sensitivity potentially to something called allopregnanolone, which is a precursor for the, um, the hormones. Don't ask me all about it. I'm not a scientific, ex scientific expert on this particular thing, but if you research into it, that's what scientists are sort of finding. What is it that sets us apart? So we have this sensitivity, but the thing is, if you heal the box of pain, if you empty it and heal it and, and there's nothing left in there, then when the, when the shift happens, there's nothing for that magnifying glass to magnify. Mm. And this was what I discovered. This is what I think is like, oh my God, everybody, I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to write it across the sky because this is what your doctor won't tell you. They, won't, they wouldn't understand it because your average doctor's not lived through it. Exactly. But I have. Yeah. And I've come to the other side and I know what happened. I healed my pain. And when that, now when that hormonal shift happens, I go inwards. That's what we have. That's what happens premenstrually. It's sort of the, the autumn of the cycle. Mm -hmm. um, not, and I'll digress just to expand on that. A woman, a woman's cycle um, is like, is like four seasons in one month. You know, we've got the spring just after the period finishes where it's like, Oh yes, feeling quite <laughs> nice again. Feeling kind of, I feel pretty, you know, and you start just feeling a bit nice. <laughs> might give that, might get back to that person who wanted to hang out now. And you start coming out just like the, you know, the buds are blooming on the, on the branches a bit again. Yes. Then comes the summer that's ovulation where you are like sexy and you're feeling really, um, really gorgeous. And that's the summertime, you know, get the bikini on analogy. And so that's then ovulation finishes and now all the leaves are turning, preparing for the shedding, which is going to happen in the winter. When oh my goodness. Can you see what's happening? Right? We're just, we're just mirrors for nature and vice versa. We, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so, so when, so even just tuning in and going, where am I in spring? Am I in summer? Am I in autumn? Am I in autumn? Am I in winter right now? So in the autumn, what happens? We go inwards. We feel like being a little bit more inside. And that's what we do in ourselves as well. We go inwards. And when we go inwards, we're going to hit whatever's in there. And this applies, I think, to every woman. Um, women with PMDD just have it magnified. That's the only difference. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the key to it. Um, that's, and that's what I do with the women I work with. I, using RTT, we go and find what's in that box of pain and we heal it. It takes sometimes one session and there, that's it. There's no more premenstrual dysphoria. Sometimes it's two, um, but generally not more than that. Generally it's one to two sessions. Um, I have an eight week program that has two sessions in it. And then there's weekly coaching and you know, messenger support and all of that. So it's really um, very cocooning. Mm. And there's also, it's called the red tent. So there's usually five women at a time. And it's lovely because generally women like, you know, women like 
like you if you've got PMDD are hard to find. Um, so it's nice to share and go, oh, gosh, yes, me too. Oh, that happens to me. It's nice to feel oh, I'm not alone. So that's another good thing about it. Absolutely. And when you said the thinning of the veil, what just came to my mind is that it's the thinning of the veil. It's also the thinning of the uterine lining. I mean, we're shedding yeah. the uterine lining. And when we shed that or prepare to shed that, that's when all the other stuff comes yeah. up. Where it's um, ready, it's opportunity to release every month, you know, yeah. if you think that way. Okay, so what am I releasing this month? What am I letting go of? Mm. What am I shedding? Mm. I love yeah. that. And I'm curious. So, so you said we all have our box of pain and we, um, you know, if we're struggling with PMDD, we need to go mm. into that box, find out what's there. How can we release it? I'm curious if you find any common emotional patterns with PMDD, like emotional mm. root beliefs or stories or, um, you know, persistent trapped emotions, or is it truly very, very different for every woman? Because I know I've done some sessions with clients mm. around menstrual issues and I have seen commonalities, but I think mm. because you're specialized in this, you've done a lot more sessions in this area than I have. What do you notice yeah. as trends or are there any trends? So, yeah, so everyone's got their own box of pain and there I have seen different things. I see it manifest in different ways. Of course, the big one, which I, I mean, I must have written this a hundred, you know, two, more than 200 times now I'd say the phrase when I say, and I'm believing and I get them to finish that sentence. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm not enough. You know, uh. I'm, not, I'm not enough. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's the root of it. When you really get down to it, I'm not enough. I'm um, not good enough is um, is kind of underneath everything, but it is, there's a different story behind each, each person's thing. And it, and it's a little different for each one. So what I do is I try to find, because people can't see their subconscious wounds. We can't see it. If we could, we'd have fixed it by now. Right. But what we can see is how it's playing out in our life. So it's a bit like, now, if I throw a grain of salt at you, Holly, and you don't have a wound, it's going to bounce off and you go like, okay, that was weird. Why did you throw that grain of salt at me? But if you've got a massive gaping wound there and I throw a grain of salt, it's going to really hurt. So this is my analogy for triggers and beliefs. So I always ask my clients, what triggers you in the premenstrual phase? So for example, one of my clients, the house being left in a mess for her by the kids, people not cleaning up drives her crazy and like she'll just lose it. She gets so angry. And I said to her, so what are you believing? You know, when the house is left, what are you feeling? What sort of thought, what is it that makes you so angry? Because because nobody respects me. Nobody mm -hmm. respects me in this house. I go, okay, interesting. Nobody respects me. So I'll, I sort of take notes in the pre-session on um, what sort of things trigger them because that, that's their grain of salt. Sure, the house being left in the mess, no one likes it, but are you going to absolutely lose it and go into a fit of rage over it? No, because that's not your wound. But, um, and I used an example earlier before, her husband says that later than he said he would. This is another thing. And, and that really annoys her. Oh, why can't he come home when he said he was going to? Or why doesn't he at least call to say, or it would really upset her? And I said, so what do you believe in there? She goes, well, I'm obviously, and this is, whenever anyone says, well, obviously, that is <laughs> irrational belief alert. Totally. It's black, it's black and white. 
So I'm not, obviously, I'm just not a priority. Obviously, I don't matter. Obviously, he doesn't care about me. Okay, obviously, good, interesting, write that down. So, so it's sort of, you get these uh, indicators of what the wound might be. Um, I had another client who premenstrually, she just couldn't look anybody in the eye. She was irritated by anybody getting close. She couldn't sleep with her partner. She was just like, just everyone get away from me. Don't come close. She was really irritated by it. She just wanted to hide away. Um, and that all went back to when she, she moved countries when she was little and uh, she was about nine years old. She moved from England to South Africa. She realized um, I stand out like a sore thumb. My accent's weird. I play violin that I'm way too posh for these kids. And she just decided never playing violin again. I need to change my accent. And she changed everything about herself to fit in. And that was, she had no idea how much that had affected her. That was what was coming out in, in, in her PMDD. Um, for her, it was all about being, if anyone comes too close, they're going to see who I am and I'm going to be rejected. Oh my goodness. So that's what it was for her. And she had no idea. She went, oh gosh, it's so banal. It makes so much sense. How did I not see it? You know, it's often like that, isn't it? Once you see it, you can't believe you couldn't see it because it really is quite obvious. But Yeah. I see that yeah. with clients a lot in, in regression, in, in all sorts of different flavors and scenarios. It's like, it's not safe for me to shine. It's not safe for me mm. to be who I am. I see that come up yeah. so much. And so the other much. thing yeah. I've seen with um, premenstrual issues, a trend that I've noticed is um, growing up with the belief that like children are not seen, children are not heard. You need to keep your feelings inside. Um, mm. You can't express your feelings. You need to be dainty and mm. demure and quiet. And so mm. the only opportunity and the only quote unquote excuse that they have to release their mo emotions is like, well, my monthly's here, my cycle's yeah, here. Sure. So, so yeah. I can release it. Yeah. I've seen that for, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think I get more than my fair share of sexual abuse too. Of um, course. In, my, in clients. Um, and it is something it's, it's locked away. It's, they don't, they've never been able to talk about it usually. Um, it's usually there's something they very, feel very ashamed about um, and, and it's coming out a lot in there um, premenstrually. So it's just about healing whatever's in there. Um, and once you do, the PMDD symptoms disappear. Mm. So um, it's not a disease. It's not a life sentence. People, the, the number of um, women I've heard have been told there's no cure for this. Well, no, the doctors don't have a pill or a surgery that they can give you to take it away. But you can heal from this. Absolutely, you can. Oh, thank you for uh -oh. bringing that message to our listeners here today, just because um, it is one of those mystery things where doctors aren't very helpful. And no doctor is ever going to tell you the knowledge that Natalie is laying down in this podcast. Um, do you feel... Do you feel that it's primarily buried emotions? It sounds like you did give an acknowledgement earlier to like, you know, there can be some physical biochemistry, nutritional stuff going on, but do you feel like it's mm. primarily an emotional issue? I'm curious. In my experience, yes. Yeah. Um, because I would say, mm, what percentage would I say? I, I can safely say 90% of my clients just through doing this work with me, 
end up clearing almost all of their symptoms. The majority say, I don't have PMDD anymore. I'd say over 50% say, I don't consider myself to have PMDD anymore. Um, so, but I will always recommend, you know, how's your diet? I make sure if you drink, you know, I will say, cut down those things. I'm not a nutritionist. I wouldn't say I'm a specialist or, and I don't, um, and that's not what I'm there to do for them. But I will say, you know, do look into, and I have, and I would probably pass them on to a trusted practitioner like you for mm-hmm. if they thought, yeah, my diet could do with a cleanup. Um, but generally, by the time they get to me, they've done all that. They've done it all just like they're on supplements. They're eat, they've cut out wheat and dairy and <laughs> alcohol and caffeine. I mean, they're, they're just eating so clean so often by the time they get to me. Um, right. Yeah. And often they've come a long way too on their own um, with, with nutritional changes and um, yeah, so it's a factor, yeah. but that's why I integrated this into the work that I do nutritionally mm. too, is like, yes, diet can take you far, but there can be so much going on in the subconscious holding you back in all sorts of different yeah. areas of your life. I mean, we're talking yeah. about PMDD today, but it can be anything and everything. Absolutely. And that will create a, a sort of a constant stress response, um, and which is going to mess with your hormones. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I come to come to think at least. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's both it, both things are important, but especially with um, hormonal issues in women, like the the buried emotions uh, will eat you alive. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, and I know um, you know just in being connected with you online, you have so many success stories in your practice. Um, mm. Do you have, and, and I know you could sit, sit here all day and talk about it likely because um, you've helped so many women, but what are some of your favorite success stories other than your own or just like beautiful transformations you've been able to facilitate? Mm. Just give us a flavor of that. Yeah, it's, I'm getting goosebumps just as you're talking, just thinking about um, just so many, there are so many stories, but the one there's one that sticks in my mind. I'm just, my whole body's getting goosebumps thinking about it now. Mm, I'm um, getting goosebumps. They're contagious. <laughs> oh, it is. Let's spread the goosebump love. So, <laughs> so we'll call her Alicia because I keep my clients' names um, anonymous unless they are happy to share their stories, which many of them do. But so she lives in the US with her husband. She's got a six-year-old daughter. And when she came to me, she was on antidepressants. She had been for years. Um, a few months, I think six months earlier or so, she'd attempted suicide. She'd attempted suicide twice in the past, in that past year. Um, she was pretty much unable to get out of bed in the mornings for two weeks out of four due to PMDD. Her husband just had to take over everything with her daughter. She just couldn't even, you know. Um, and her marriage was hanging on by a thread. Um, she wasn't the mother she'd hoped she'd be. And all of it, you know, just was snowballing the guilt that I'm not good enough. Everything that was already in there was just getting bigger and bigger. So her RTT sessions with me brought up scenes of abuse from her childhood. Um, She'd formed all sorts of very negative beliefs that I don't matter. I'm not good enough. um, I'm not lovable. I'm helpless. And it's always going to be this way. And all of this lay below the surface for the first two weeks of a cycle. But of course, when that box of pain opens, when the hormones shift, the veil thin, the magnifying glass is doing its job. And 
it was of course more than she could bear and the pain became debilitating and um, really it was just knocking her emotionally and physically. Um, so her journey, so she did the red tent program with me, which, which was eight weeks long and her first session, the first RTT session, that was, it was a huge shift. It was a huge shift. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much healed the majority of the issues. Wow. And, um, and a few months after her first session, um, so she'd finished the program and she sent me this message. I'm just going to read it to you because I had it here along Please with, and do. she sent me a, a photo of herself with her little, the gorgeous little daughter hugging her daughter. And so this is what she said. She said, hi, Natalie, we're at Disneyland, which I should say this time last year, I had an extremely bad episode of PMDD and tried to kill myself and went into a mental hospital. My daughter and husband went on the trip to Disneyland without me. So I'm here on the family trip this year during the part of my cycle where I would be at the height of PMDD. And I literally feel nothing, just the best version of myself. I'm on no medication now. And I feel like a different person and so happy I'm able to be present this time with my family. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so grateful for everything this program has done to change my life. Okay. Yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like her life has changed forever. Yeah. And her daughter's life and her husband's life. And, you know, and her husband ended up coming to me as well for RTT because it, it, when she became strong and healed, he didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> he was just like, shit, like I was the rock. Well, now what do I do? You know, I don't know how to strong. handle this kind of woman. <laughs> their, their whole dynamic like was, he didn't, it, it triggered him so much because he needed her to be broken. Uh... And when she, he was, it, it drew up a lot of stuff in him. So, so he came to me and he healed all his stuff. He healed his little boy. Um, who only felt loved when his mother was was depressed and needed him to come to like so. Oh it's my goodness! All, yeah, so it so all was sort of. We attract the dynamics from childhood, and we play out those yeah, roles I until we can re. Yeah, yeah. Until so we're each other's mirrors, and they were that for each other, and so they're really in love with each other. I see the you know their Facebook posts, and they're all just so loved up, and it's um. She's up at 6 a.m. every day. She makes her daughter breakfast. She's got plenty of energy. She's um, gone back to university to study a master's in psychology, um, which she never thought she could do. She thought, oh, I'd be too hard. And she's doing it. She's loving it. So, you know, it didn't just change her life, but it has and will continue to have this amazing ripple effect on all of those she's connected to her future clients that she's going to be able to oh my gosh give give so much to because of the, the journey she's walked so oh yeah. that's thank you for sharing that and that's just a, a taste of everything that you've been able to facilitate for so many people i'm a little bit curious um this is a totally different tangent and gosh i still can't get over the beauty of that story just from practitioner to practitioner when you go into an RTT session for PMDD, do you start with like mm -hmm. the cause, the root and the reason for your debilitating, you know, PMDD monthly menstrual cycles, or do you get down to um, a core emotional conflict first and then lead with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So 
I will generally say, so PMDD, that's just the label you've given it. That's not really what's wrong with you. What's wrong with what happens for you each month? Oh, well, I get really, really angry. I'm, I'm so angry. I have fits of rage. You know, for some women, it's that. Others, it's I can't get out of bed. I'm so depressed. I feel like killing myself. I feel so worthless. Um, so it's, you know, what is the, what is the, what's being magnified? What's the PMDD putting the spotlight on? And, and that's, what I, that's what I say. We're going to go back now to the root, the cause, and the reason for why every month you feel depressed or you feel this sadness. Or, and then, you know, that's how we, we get in. And then yeah. whatever comes up in the first scene, you know, you go with what comes and then we keep unfolding off that. That's a really good insight. Um, so really tuning into the client's individual needs and symptoms and leading with that. I love that. Um, mm. Natalie, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. I want to know, oh, thank you. <laughs> how can people work with you? What offerings do you have? Where can we connect with you online? Anything you want to share? Oh, you're so generous. Well, um, so I work with clients one-on-one -on -one and I have several packages to suit people depending on what they need. Um, so with PMDD specifically, I have this program, which I mentioned called the Red Tent, which is eight weeks. And it's a combination of one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions with me. And then there is also pre-recorded uh, metacognitive coaching, which is another thing I'm trained in, which is so helpful as well. Um, and then, and there's a group Facebook element and all of that with this, with that program. Um, so, I mean, I always begin any client relationship with a free, cons free consultation, like a bit of a virtual coffee um, to allow anyone to ask questions about how working with me can, can help them. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I'm all over the internet. <laughs> I've got <laughs> uh, you know, the usual, usual places. My website is natalieryanhebert.com and Hebert is spelled H-E-B-E-R-T. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Natalie Ryan Hebert and I'm on Facebook too. Um, if you do a search for Natalie Ryan Hebert, rapid transformational therapy, you, you'll probably find me. And then there's also a free support group on Facebook called the Red Tent Transformational Support for PMDD, um, which well, of course, welcome to join. It's a lovely community of, of uh, like-minded women who are all very positive and helpful. And that's something that is really lacking for women with PMDD because you join a support group for PMDD. It's just, it's such a downer. It's mm. such a downer. Just in and terms of like symptoms and struggles and emotional symptoms dumping. Symptoms or... struggles, emotional dumping. No, not really any hope. What, what antidepressants are you trying? I mean, mm. the same stuff I was doing before. But, but no light at the end of the tunnel, really just this feeling of, well, this is, a, this is the rest of my life. How do I manage it? I've got right. PMDD. I'm cursed with this thing. Now, how do I just manage it? That's that was most, me with anxiety and depression. It's yes, like, how do exactly. I manage it? Because nobody ever told me I could do anything but manage it. Yeah, you're told you've got it. You've got, you've got anxiety, like it's some disease you've caught like right. this incurable disease but no it isn't you know i'll just share one more analogy with you please and this do one, i'm just yeah i love these analogies and they come to me because i think it just makes things so clear like so i'll ask my clients and i'll ask you right now 
if you stepped on a thorn and you had a thorn stuck in your foot, and you can apply this to, to your life as well, anxiety, depression, it went through. If you had a big thorn stuck in your foot and your foot started to hurt and actually get quite inflamed, would you think there was something wrong with your body if it got inflamed? Absolutely not. And this is so funny. I use this analogy too. <laughs> do I would, you? I do. I do. And I, I, I feel like I heard it from Michael Singer originally, The Untethered Soul. Um, oh, okay. But it's so, it's so applicable to RTT. No, I would think um, I need to get this thorn out of my foot or out of wherever yeah. it is in my body. Exactly. And for me, those thorns, they are our negative beliefs that we've picked up that are incorrect they're erroneous we formed them before we knew any better we made a mistake and they're stuck in there and we are inflamed we are having an emotional inflammation because the truth of you is saying what is this shit this is not who you are (laughs) this isn't you this isn't true can you please look at this can you please address this and it's gonna and it's and that inflammation is going to get more and more painful until until you address that thorn, sorry, until you address the thorn, which is usually a belief that I'm not enough, I'm not lovable. Somewhere in there, it's you picked it up, it's stuck in there, mm-hmm. and the truth of your being is going, no, this that's, is who you yeah. are. That's yeah. where the pain comes. The pain always comes in the resistance. Because we're not listening. And when we don't listen, the pain gets greater and greater and greater until we finally go in there and take that, have a look and take that thorn out. And RTT is the best tool I've come across for doing that. And I assume you would agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I do. Wonderful. So um, we will link all of your contact info up in the show notes and uh, make sure everybody can get connected with you on all channels. And I just want to thank you again for sharing your light and your wisdom and your hope for this um, debilitating condition that is truly just asking you for what needs healing. So thank you for Mm. offering that incredibly valuable and actually life-saving perspective. Thanks, Holly, and thank you for having me on. It's been it's lovely to have a platform because you know I want to write it across the sky. So, well, you <laughs> can write good. you can write it across my little corner of the sky. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Talk soon. That's it for this week, and a huge thanks to Natalie for coming on and sharing her experience with this incredible modality. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with RTT. Um, For obvious reasons, (laughs) it is extremely powerful. If you are interested in working with Natalie or myself or any other rapid transformational therapy practitioner, we'll be sure to link up some things in the show notes to help get you connected. Um, I'm not currently taking new nutrition clients right now, but I am and I do take RTT clients on an ongoing basis. So if you're interested in RTT, Get in touch with me, get in touch with Natalie, get in touch with a certified practitioner and see what it's all about. It is absolutely life-changing work. Don't forget, it would mean the world to me if you left a review for the show on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. So just go click the little stars or leave me a written review if you have an extra minute. It really helps the show. It helps other people find the show. It helps the show grow and it helps this information get into the hands of people who need it. So until next time, go believe in you. I do.